Uh, Eve Harrow is with us. Um, Eve and I have had some very interesting exchanges on this radio show <laughs> over the years. The most recent one, I don't remember what it was, maybe 18 months ago, two years ago, you took the opportunity to really, uh, in a very animated fashion, uh, to remind the audience in the diaspora in a much stronger way than I do it uh, that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Uh, first of all, shalom. Great to see shalom. you and have, having you here on the air. Glad to meet you in Jerusalem. Thank you very much. So tell me, have you lightened up on your message at all since the last time we spoke? Are you still hammering people over the head so that they finally realize that the future of the Jewish people is in this land? Look, I think, unfortunately, events have proven it. Oh, you've got in the last couple of years, if it's been 18 months, I don't remember. Okay. You've got a rise in anti-Semitism, not just in America, but all over the world. So, look, I think Jews should be safe wherever they choose to live. Absolutely. Um, but something's going on. I, You know, I'm a tour guide. I've just been this week with a group called Momentum. It's like Birthright for Moms. Unbelievable group. Oh, this must be a busy season. Oh, you. very, yeah. very busy. That's why I'm like, just came yeah. running in from the old city. <laughs> and one of the places we take them to is Yad Vashem. And you start connecting the dots, okay? How does it start with the Germans? Boycotts. First, it's boycotts. All right? And then slowly by slowly. So um, I cannot live anywhere else. When I'm out of Israel for more than two weeks, I feel like my neshama is leaking out of my body. So for me, this is it. I have seven kids here, eighth grandchild about to be born. Please, God. I'm all in on this place. I want people to be here because it's an incredible country, not because they got thrown out of somewhere else. But in the meantime, while you're not here, let's make sure you're safe where you are, obviously. But keep Israel strong. Keep it so strong. I mean, it's you know we got to do it from both sides of the pond. Uh, when you take people around, you mentioned the old city, but there are many other areas of oh, Israel yeah. uh, where you uh, serve as a tour guide. What are some of the areas of Judea and Samaria that really uh, people marvel at when you introduce them to it? Um, well, in particular, like one of my favorites is Shiloh, mm. which is an incredible site where the tabernacle was. You can go back before Jerusalem. As much as everyone loves Jerusalem, going to the Kotel, where was the Mishkan before Yerushalayim? It was still belonged to the Jebusite. So Shiloh is great. But I have a couple of trips coming up um, next Monday. There's still room on the bus. We're going to Sebastia, which is not such a simple place to go to. Most people have probably haven't gone there. It was the capital of the Shomron. The other name for it is Shomron. It was the capital of the Israelite kingdom. And unfortunately, the Israeli government gave it up under the Oslo Accords. So it's very difficult to get to. You can only get there with army permission. So I've arranged that for next Monday. We're going to Sebastia. The Tanakh, I can promise you, the Tanakh will be in my hand and open the entire time. We're talking Eliyahu Hanavi. We're just an amazing, amazing site. Um, but sadly, because we don't have Israeli law on Yudav Shomron, there's a lot of antiquity theft going on there. It's not a national park as it should be. So I want people to go there and to see. I'll guide them. We'll have the army with us. Then we're going to have lunch in Kidumim. We're going to go to a person who makes pottery in Ailey will end up the day with wine. And then I have the our annual wine trip in August, on August 15th, which is just also an incredible day around Shechem, Itamar, Ilon Moreh. Um, you know, it almost doesn't matter where people go in Yudavish Amron. People just don't know it well enough. Right. People have been here 30 times. They've been to Masada, where I just was yesterday. It's very hot in July. I would much rather actually go to Herodian than Masada. But Herodian is in Gush Etzion, and many people don't want to go. Organizations don't want to go, so they don't know about this incredible palace fortress of Herod. So um, 
anywhere, really, the southern Hebron Hills, I mean, all these places, there's so much to do. The people are amazing. The food is outrageous. The scenery, everything, and every step you take just connects us to our history. Eve Harrow is with us. Um, there's so many positive developments, I and mean, obviously you just listed a lot of them, but what I need people to realize is just how much building and expansion is going on in the cities of Judea and Samaria. There's this impression, especially in the United States, that for whatever reason, political usually, but for whatever reason, growth has been stifled. You go around with these groups and by yourself, you see how these communities are expanding and continuing to make their mark in this area. The communities are expanding, but not enough. And very often what you'll see now are apartment buildings because we're not allotted enough land and we want to put as many people as we can That's on every square That's for political reasons. Yes, okay. Uh, you even see in places like Har Bracha, which mm. is Mount Grizim, overlooking Shechem and there's land around it, there's a lot of agricultural land, they're putting up apartment buildings. In Efrat, where I live, the beginnings of Efrat, one and two-story buildings, now we've got 10-story apartment buildings. A lot of it is because we're not, we're not being given enough land. We still want to put as many people as we possibly can. Um, what is very distressing is how much era building is going on. And there's an organization called Regavim that has just come out with what many of us have been seeing for years anyway. The Arab, the Palestinian Arabs now control more land in Area C, which Israel kept completely under Israeli control since the Oslo Accords. It's 60% of Judea and Samaria. The Arabs now control more land than the Jews do. And this is an area that's completely under Israeli control, right. a lot of illegal building. So come on, like what's going on here? And it's distressing because we're law-abiding people. You know, we live in these communities, our children are conscripted, we pay taxes, we cross all our T's and dot all our I's. We're amazing Israeli citizens, but we, we're watching things happening. We can't enclose a porch without permission, which makes sense. But then across the road, we see the people who are not living in a law-abiding society under completely different rules are getting away with things. And it's upsetting. And these are the kinds of things that we would like to see straightened out. You know, they can burn their garbage and those toxic fumes come into our towns because there's no wall high enough to keep that away. So, you know, one of the reasons that I and a lot of other people are pushing for some kind of sovereignty in Judea and Samaria is also so that there'll be environmental rules. The roads will be safer. We have way too many car accidents on our roads because they're not taken care of the way they should be because they're shared with people who have a different way of driving, let's say. And so the odd thing is, is that the Arabs that we talk to in the area feel the same. So you many know? of the things you're mentioning, we don't even think of. I know. I mean, you see it every day. I but, live it every single day. But we don't even think of these the, things. You know, we look, we want the whole land of Israel. There's an ideology right. here. But above and beyond that, for a day-to-day -day level, on little things of safety, there's a lot of cooperation that goes on between the Jewish communities and the Arab communities because, let's say there's a mosquito outbreak because there was some pond, or, you know, that wasn't mm -hmm. drained properly. Well, those mosquitoes are not going to distinguish between Jews and Muslims and who they decide to bite. And so there is a lot of cooperation that goes on the ground every single day um, that I don't think enough is spoken about. And look, Israel has made life so much better for everyone living in Judea and Samaria. The infrastructure, the sewage, the roads, the electricity, none of which Jordan had provided pre-67. And there's a lot of the Arabs there benefit. It's, you know, it sounds so funny because very often... We are the sign of coexistence. I can't tell you how many people have said to me. Which well, and for, people, of course, think you're the, the problem. They think I'm the problem. So I've never gotten an answer to this question when someone has said to me, look, for the sake of peace and coexistence, you're going to have to leave your home. And my answer is, what about coexistence? What's, <laughs> what, what is it about coexistence if I'm not there? 
right? Jews have been ethnically cleansed from many places over the years. This is a place where we're not going anywhere. We also don't want to throw anyone else out. Why can't we learn to live together? And the people living in these communities are very often the least racist and the least obnoxious of a lot of people that I know because we live with a lot of different people and shop with them. They and they're really in our do hospitals. appreciate their neighbors. And we, you know what? You, there's an expression in Hebrew, chabdeo v'chashdeo, right? Beware, respect and be wary. But they respect us because they know we're not going anywhere. And the Middle East is all about honor and shame. And when they have said to me over the years, listen, we don't necessarily like you, but we respect you because you're a proud Jew. But the Jews on the left, not only do we not respect them, we don't trust them because if they can betray their own people, they will will betray ours. Wow. Yeah. All right? So, you know what? The world is about respect. Being a little crazy doesn't hurt either in deterring people from being nasty against you. It's a whole different way of thinking here. You know, we are we are a very Western country, but we're in the Middle East, and we've learned to roll with what that means. And uh, it's it's. I think Israel is such a unique place, and I think Judea and Samaria is the unique place in the unique place. Eve Harrow is with us. All right, it's no secret that we're using this opportunity to speak about the One Israel Fund, the work that they're doing. Uh, you mentioned infrastructure before. It's one mm-hmm. of the things that we, as Jews in the United States, associate with the One Israel Fund, right. that they've been there on for many infrastructure projects. Right. One Israel Fund, what could you tell us that you've seen with your own eyes that they're responsible for? All right, so I'm honored to be Director of Tourism for One Israel Fund, which means that I get the fun stuff. Okay, David, Mark, some of the others, they've got, you know, the fundraising, and they have to go to barbecues <laughs> in New York, which is, you know, it's not easy. Um, but I get to put people on buses or private people when they come out and take them to see all these places. And yes, there's a gap between what the government will give and what's needed. So if it's parks, communities need parks. We've got a lot of kids. We have, Israel has the highest birth rate in the Western world, and Judea and Samaria has the highest birth rate in Israel. And we have cable TV, so it's because it's not because of that. We love children, <laughs> but the children need parks. We need mikvaot. We have put mikvaot in communities that then double within the next few months because a religious couple is not going to move to a community if there's no mikvah there. Makes all the difference. So we try and punch above our weight to do projects that are not you know, extraordinarily expensive or big, but make a huge impact in the community. If it's a safer tour, if it's a park, if it's security cameras or keeping people just that extra little bit safe so that, you know, they feel good about living in the place. That's what we do. We fill in those gaps. It's funny. We always think it's about, you know, special security campaigns. It's way beyond that. It's way beyond that. It's way beyond that. Look, the security is still in the people. The people have to be happy on a day-to-day level. So within the basin that, let's say, Mark Provisor, who is our security guy, what he creates with the camera, and he will right. be there tomorrow. So within that space that he helps create with the help, of course, of our donors in that security space, we can live lives without having to worry. And that's a huge thing, you know, to be able, again, to send the kids to the parks if you have a special needs child. And you know that within your community, there's maybe like a piano teacher who's, you know, doing music therapy. So you don't have to travel all the way to Tel Aviv. That ultimately on a day-to-day level is makes the difference between people's quality of life. And that's what we try and do. Uh, Eve Harrow directs tourism for the One Israel Fund. We remind you that tomorrow night is the 10th annual Five Towns Summer Barbecue and Israeli Wine Tasting, and you can attest to the fact there's some good Israeli wines Oh, my out goodness. There. Totally. Yes. Any favorites you want to mention? <laughs> or that Any would be unfair. favorites? That would be unfair. No, no but I, I, I love the wines from the Benjamin region, and one of my pet hobbies right now is we're also bringing back the wines of the past. Right. So, you know, Shivy Drory, Dr. Shivy Drory, the Kvalt Winery, what did we drink in the temple? What did we drink in the days of the Talmud? And that's fascinating 
fascinating and fabulous, and they're working on it every day. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you'll taste Israeli wines and have a great summer barbecue. It's happening tomorrow night at the Hoffman Home on Mistletoe Way in Lawrence. Information 516-239-9202 or go to the web, oneisraelfund.org slash events, oneisraelfund.org slash events and eve harrow strongly recommends that anybody who's in the new york area should go if you're here and my you, trip if you're next here week you stay and here in august and come on my buses right, next week course, and in august Cholamoid. look us up we always have something going on and i think a lot of people will find the wine tasting tour a very good idea amazing <laughs> you might even remember it at the end of the day <laughs> thank you eve thank you great so much. seeing you the future of the jewish peoples in the state of israel uh-huh you're never going to forget that that's for sure and we're trying to make sure that nobody in our audience forgets it more coming up you're listening to jm in the a.m <laughs> 